Welcome back to Word on the Clear Street, the monthly podcast at the intersection of finance and technology. I'm your host, Andy Voles, Chief Operating Officer here at Clear Street. Joining us today are Blaine Hurdy, Managing Director, Capital Introduction, and Christina Leo, Director, Corporate Access. Blaine and Christina are here to share insights into the business, the significance of relationship management, and what sets us apart from our peers. To start off, Blaine, could you provide our listeners with an overview of your role as the head of Capital Introduction? Absolutely. Thanks, Andy. You know, as ClearStreet is a newer player in the financial industry, most everybody here knows that we were launched in 2018 and we're technology-focused prime brokerage. You know, we're really focused on the nuts and bolts of the investment industry, investment management industry with, you know, our clients. Our clients tend to be both traditional investment managers as well as alternative investment managers and, and a lot of hedge funds. As the head of capital introduction, my primary responsibility here at ClearStreet is really to bridge the gap between our clients and potential investors into our clients' funds. So what we're looking to do is facilitate meaningful connections that drive successful partnerships between our clients and those investors. Additionally, the capital introduction team acts as a resource. So some managers don't necessarily need introductions, but they need a resource. They need to understand questions about their business, about hiring, about recruiting, comp, kind of the full gamut of what it is to run a hedge fund and what it is to run an investment firm's. And so, you know, at times we also try to act as a benchmarking service for our funds. And so they want to see what they're doing versus their peers. And without disclosing names, and, you know, we're good about that, we try to do that, you know, whether it's performance or size or assets or even just team members. On our team, we endeavor to, you know, have every single member of the Cap Intro team act as a true value add service for our clients. That's what we're striving for. We want to be partners. We want to be seen as partners and whether it's making an introduction you know, to various allocators or connecting clients with our network or just being a resource to float a new idea about their fund or firm, we want to be there for them as partners and trusted partners. What we're currently looking to do here is, and we're working with allocators across really the country, they're widely available relationships that most people know about on the coasts. I'd say where Clear Street has really been successful is call it Eastern Tennessee to Utah in the family office space. Our goal is to help our clients grow their business and extend their reach with investors that may not have been able to be reached previously. Christina, you're new here, so maybe give a little bit of your background, and then we'd love to hear what you're building at ClearStreet, what your goals are, and uh, what you want to accomplish here. Sure. Thanks, Andy. So I've been in the corporate access world for about 13 years now, done so at various sell-side shops. And the business as it is, is pretty well established across the street. So these teams have been around for a while. So have these processes that are arguably a little outdated. So I came to Clear Street for the opportunity to build this initiative from the ground up at a firm that is new in the financial services space, essentially disrupting it and allowing me to do that in a way that differentiates us from our peers. Just to give an overview of corporate access as a whole. So it's a facilitation of interactions between public or private company management teams, so typically C-suite and investor relations officers, and institutional investors, so your asset managers, hedge funds, family offices, VCs, et cetera, all done in a non-deal capacity. And these interactions serve as a crucial component of capital markets because they fuel idea generation, they drive investment decisions, and they ultimately impact shareholder value. So they benefit both parties. For the corporates, it's essentially a marketing exercise, so it helps them gain exposure to the investor base, effectively communicate their story, and just kind of get out there and be in front of the market. And for investors, 
engaging directly with these management teams is just a way to make a more informed decision about where they're going to put their money to work. As I said, pretty well established at the major firms and our major competitors, but this is an opportunity to kind of redo the model, take it back to old school corporate access, which we'll get into a little later. But I think there's a real chance here to make us stand out among the rest. Awesome. Thank you. Our industry is dominated by relationships. Relationships are paramount. Can you maybe shed some light on why maintaining strong connections is so essential for capital introduction? Certainly. When dealing with investors, allocators, managers, vendors, consultants, management teams, et cetera, anybody that we come across, trust and rapport are the cornerstones of success. Our clients entrust us with their balances and their trade flow, and they expect ClearStreet will keep their capital safe and provide access to markets efficiently and effectively. Allocators seeking opportunities you know, want us to help them align with their goals. They're not often looking for a laundry list of managers that we work with or our whole data dump of every manager in our platform. They come to us to see who we might know and give them actual feedback and market intelligence potentially on a specific manager. You know, one example of that is if an allocator is seeking a manager who makes direct investments in growth companies, kind of a tricky area of the market. You know, we have half a dozen managers that we deal with on a regular basis and we can provide them with that short list. And if they really want to learn more about those specific managers, we're happy to do that. And then we can even bring that down, you know, from a list of call it six or so to three or four that they should really focus on. And so building and maintaining strong relationships really allows us to understand the unique needs of both the managers as well as investors. And then what we're looking to do is sort of have a seamless and mutual beneficial partnership between those two, which then benefits us, benefits our clients, benefits the allocator. And so what we're really trying to do is foster trust and transparency and more open communication. And so what we're trying to do here at ClearStreet and what I'm endeavoring to do, and I've been in the industry for 25 years and worked with capital introduction groups at all the large major players, is we're really trying to take a more personalized approach. We want to understand what our clients' needs are. We want to understand what the underlying investors' needs are, because we understand that certainly one size does not fit all. And our team is really dedicated to crafting bespoke solutions that meet specific needs and the expectations of our clients and investors. Additionally, since we are a technology firm, we do attempt to leverage technology to enhance our communication reporting process and try to provide real-time insights and updates where we can. Yeah, it really, it really sounds like it's based on trust in, in a lot of ways because I would assume the allocators only have a certain amount of time to spend on managers. They're, they're looking to you to direct their time to places that are going to be fruitful and where they may make an investment. There is some systematic ways to look at these managers, but in general, it's a judgment call. So, That's right. So they trust you and they trust your experience. Christina, would you say it's similar in the corporate access world? How do you maintain relationships? What's important to those relationships? Yeah, absolutely. Blaine and I talk all the time about how there is so much crossover between our two businesses because it's really the similar premise with different inputs, right? Because you know, I like to say corporate access is a relationship business with a logistical overlay. It's our job to create a synergetic match between corporates and investors, but you know, to Blaine's point, that requires taking a personalized, bespoke approach. Unfortunately, the function has become pretty low-touch over the last decade or so. We're committed here at ClearStreet to doing it in a different way from the rest of the sell side and returning to this white-glove model that's built on a foundation of deep relationships, enabling us to understand and then 
hopefully alleviate the pain points that our clients feel around the process as it currently stands. It's a unique function. So, you know, we're serving two client bases across two divisions of our firm here at Clear Street. We've got existing or potential corporate clients of our banking division, but then obviously also our buy side institutional investors, which are serviced by sales and trading. So, you know, those often have competing priorities and it's our job to balance those, which can require tough conversations, negotiations, et cetera. And you just absolutely can't succeed in doing that without being an effective relationship manager. That's great. And it sounds like you have a really good plan to build out this business. So it's kind of clear from listening to both of you that customization and innovation are important within our products, because obviously we're small teams. We need to be innovative. We don't have, as you said, Christina, kind of all of the, the low-touch tools that may be out there in the industry, although we're building them. So maybe highlight some of the key differentiators that do and will set your group apart from others in the industry. Sure. So on the corporate client side, you know, I alluded to before, there's pain points on both sides. But for IR officers that I've spoken with in particular, they've all repeatedly made it clear that there are sort of three pillars of pain that they deal with when dealing with the sell side, trying to market to investors. So first of those is full demand transparency. Unfortunately, there's been increasing pressure on corporate access teams at the sell side firms to monetize their product. This function sits within equity sales and trading divisions, so the only way to really attach a dollar amount to it is to base that on commissions gained from the trading activity. So that, in turn, creates this environment where the larger hedge funds that are paying the street the most money, because they can, you know, they have the most trade activity, are gaining a monopoly on access. In short, meetings are going to people that pay banks the most money, right? So at Clear Street, we believe in radical transparency. So, you know, we have sort of an advantage in that as a newer firm that's breaking into this business, we are able to restructure the way we approach allocation of access. We have a differentiated investor base. So, you know, we're not solely prioritizing these larger platform funds. We've got, as Blaine explained, this robust family office network that can set us apart. So, what I'm trying to say is a corporate can come to us and they can meet with clients that they're not going to see on their schedules from every other bank, right? And vice versa. That's a benefit for these smaller funds as well because they are getting shut out of that access. So we feel like we can be the intermediary that connects corporates with this sort of underserved investor pool. And that all comes back to you know the premise of transparency, never shielding from an investor relations officer who wants to meet with them for the sake of you know our own commercial interest. The second pillar that I feel like is just no reason to not be inherent in this process, but unfortunately it has kind of been diminished, is just seamless execution. There's a huge logistical component to corporate access, and there's no reason why a corporate or an investor should have an unpleasant experience, you know, just in terms of pure logistics when engaging in a marketing event with us. So that's going to be our top priority here, whether it's an investor dinner, a non-deal roadshow, a conference, whatever the forum, it needs to be run smoothly. And it needs to be done in a way that makes investors and corporates want to come back, right, and continue working with Clear Street. So that's just going to be a kind of a non-negotiable for us. And then lastly, in the same vein, a third major pain point for IRs across all sectors is that the corporate access teams, you know, because they have this mandate to prioritize just a certain subset of large funds, it kind of diminishes the need to follow a company through the full life cycle of a marketing exercise. That used to be inherent in the process, and we've kind of seen that slipping away in terms of a really targeted, personalized, strategic 
investor targeting exercise and like assisting an IR with identifying the best investors for them. And then all the way through to the end of the event, following the event, getting feedback. Investor feedback is extremely valuable to management teams, even if it's something as simple as, you know, we couldn't hear the CEO talk when he was sitting at dinner, something like that. It's just any little tidbit of information that can help a management team to better tell their story to investors is really valuable to them. So we plan to prioritize being a supportive and trusted partner, not just to the end of the event, but well after. Thank you. So Blaine, I was actually going to, I was going to ask you the same question, you know, what differentiates you from the competition, but I kind of know the answer already. And a big part of it is your investor network. And we've been friends for a long time and I know the story of how you built that network, but yeah. I think it's a really interesting story. And I think it speaks to what's different about ClearStreet because we, we do have a differentiated investor base and we're going to continue to build with people differentiated investor bases you know, throughout the country and the world. Yeah, I would say that's probably definitely one of our biggest differentiators on our team is our investor base. And touching back on what Christina said a little bit about banks and how they behave with their clients is, you're absolutely right. The largest payers get the most attention. And that's not dissimilar in capital introduction. And I think where Andy's going is I had 25 plus years on the buy side, most recently last eight years as a partner at a small fund, which launched 10 million bucks. And, you know, we got to a billion and a half dollars and our portfolio manager, he had a long career and this was his fourth fund. And what I failed to recognize in meeting him when I really absolutely fell in love with him as, as a person, as a manager, as somebody who could make money, made money on the short side and looked to seed him when I was at Tiger Management. What I failed to recognize was it was his fourth fund and every institutional allocator had already met him and everyone had an opinion and it varied from mine. And so I was left in a precarious situation where how do you raise capital with the network that you knew well, the institutional well-known network on both coasts in the US or in you know the UK, primarily in London, that already knew your guy and already had an opinion and not every case was it positive or not every case were they willing to take a shot. And so Andy and I actually met right around this time and it was, hey, you need to pull up your bootstraps and you need to start from fresh. Start from scratch. Start back with high net worth, you know, family offices and individuals and see if you can leverage one relationship to build on another. And that's going to take a lot of time and that's a lot of regional flights and that's a lot of nights in the Best Western and it's not glamorous and it feels like hand-to-hand -hand combat, but that's how I built the network. And it grew and I became a trusted resource and we grew our investor base from a handful of investors to about 120 LPs and a billion and a half dollars with not a lot of institutional investor support, yet really good performance. And once institutions wanted to come on board, we were unfortunately hard closed. And so I still benefited from having those long-term relationships, but it was about building another. And that's you know what I like to tell our managers as well is there is no one size fits all elegant, efficient solution to capital introduction. There is no one you know, magic bullet. Large institutions and our peers and clients have tried things like big conferences or third-party marketing groups have put conferences together that are dedicated to capital introduction and in order to be more efficient. And in some cases they are, but it lacks that tailored approach. It lacks depth. And so what I'm really looking for is depth in relationships and phone calls with me while we put 30 minutes on the calendar, I can almost guarantee you it's going to be an hour or an hour plus. Yesterday, we were talking to an investor and he's like, I have 15 minutes for you. And an hour and 45 minutes later, 
after we talked about professional cycling, the ins and outs of his career, he was like, holy cow, can you send me a list of managers that focuses on pipes? And you're like, I didn't even think that was coming, but I'm going to take that time and spend that time with people because that's where I think the real benefit is. And what I tell you know investors and all of our funds is with their business and the advice I provide to them is, you know, they only do two things. And I really want our managers to think about the two things they do because almost nothing else matters. First and foremost is investment performance. And second is raising and retaining capital. So this is an important part of your business. Those are the two ways you get paid. So spend an inordinate amount of time on those things. And other capital introduction teams, I don't think necessarily focus on that because they haven't been sitting in the seat of a partner at a fund that's lifeblood is investors coming in and performance. And so, you know, I just come from that perspective and the way that we're building our team here, a colleague on my team, we've known each other for 17 years and he was invested in two of the funds that I worked for. And he shares the same mentality, which is let's focus on relationships and it's slow and it's painstaking at times, but it's how we work and grow. And so, Andy, I really like, I like your question. Um, I think it's a big differentiator in what we do and building that relationship. We endeavor to do that for our underlying clients. That's what we're trying to do at Clear Street for our business and our investors in our you know, firm. And so that's what we like to do for everybody else. That's great. Thank you, Blaine. Yeah. Thank you, Christina. That's all we have time for today. And thank you, everyone, for joining us for Word on the Clear Street, available where you get your podcasts. <laughs>